Hello, and welcome once more to Crescent Moon Kids podcast, the place for all parents and caregivers. I recently had a conversation with a young mom, and we were talking about an issue. It was about setting boundaries with her daughter. And at the end of it, she basically indicated she doesn't know what the heck she's doing most days. I would say that's true for virtually every parent especially in the beginning as a new parent. So here's a shout out to all of you who feel clueless. You are definitely not alone. And that is partly why I'm here. So today's episode I've entitled The Perpetual Parent Guilt Trap. I personally think parent guilt is very real and can be destructive and it can be very crippling to your best efforts as a parent or caregiver. So feeling clueless about what you're supposed to do or how to do it certainly can add to that guilt. As a general rule, parents often find themselves judging your parenting performance or maybe you're lamenting over a past mistake you've made with your kids or maybe you're just feeling the pressure to make sure your kids are, quote, where they need to be because we all have that sort of bar that we feel like we have to to meet. As a parent, you might be worried you don't spend enough time with your kids, or maybe you haven't scheduled enough lessons for them to thrive and to succeed. Perhaps you just feel overwhelmed with the whole concept of helping to shape another human being and making sure they grow into adulthood unscathed. Well, there's probably no way to do that, but There are definitely a myriad of parent traps to which we find ourselves ensnared. So I've designed this episode to help you lighten up, maybe loosen up a little bit, reframe your expectations of yourself and those of your children, which includes shedding your guilt that you might be carrying around and declaring freedom from the snarly and painful grips of the parent guilt trap. When you relax and trust, your kids tend to absorb that ability to trust in themselves, and then it becomes much easier to actually discern any possible real challenges or problems that your kids might be having. Encouraging kids to develop their own intuition is also a key component in the developmental process. So you help them know their own inner being and you get to drop the sense of shame many parents carry around, needlessly, I might add, because we really don't need to have guilt and shame around anything that we're doing. So from this concern and this observation I've made that many parents have, I sat down and created a list of ways to reframe your mindset. So ways of looking at your perception of your kids and allowing them the freedom to be themselves. So they need to discover their gifts and talents and challenges, and you can support them in this process because ultimately they're going to grow up and develop, often with very little need for help from the outside world. Now, of course, we want to optimize their development and their learning and guide them in the best possible way. However, when guilt-ridden parents obsess about their children's development or what they perceive is a lack of development, it can often create obstacles to their normal growth process. 
If you've been listening to me for a while on this podcast, you may hear some repeats in the, in the content, but I think reminders can be helpful. First on this list that I, I created, I want to encourage your, you um, to encourage your kids to do things for themselves. So encourage, encourage. So from an early age, include your kids in the household chores and tasks. And this is something that I really, really feel strongly about. This includes laundry, dishes, cleaning, show them how to sort and load um, the laundry, load the dishwasher, put detergent in both uh, the dishwasher and the, the washer, and how to start both of those appliances. Expect them to help with the folding of the laundry and put it away. Show them where all the dishes go so they can unload the dishwasher. Give them child size cleaning supplies so they can wipe spills, sweep, clean, uh, wipe off countertops, scrub the pans that are too big for the dishwasher. Show them how to take out the trash. Give them a bag to clean out the car periodically. So these are just a few of the household tasks that, that they could participate in. And of course, you're gonna have to gear it to each age and developmental stage. But as a rule, children should be a part of everything that you do at home. Taking the time to show them when they're little will help the whole family in the long run. And now it does take patience, obviously, but if you take that time initially, it will pay off big in the the end, in, in the process of them being able to really participate and contribute. As they get older, you can expect them to take on chores without your guidance. So at each new developmental stage, you can have a higher expectation of their capability and then expect them to do things for themselves. Now, as a side note, some people will say this is approach is, is too harsh or it's too demanding or that if you love your kids, you would do these things for them. What I have to say to that is if you love and respect your kids, you will teach them everything you know so they can learn to be independent, responsible, caring, and functional adults. Because they are going to get out into the real world one day, and the earlier that they learn how to do so many of the things that are going to be required of them, the better it will be for them in the long run. The next item on the list, allow for mistakes. So this is a big one. It's tough for many of us. We don't wanna see our kids fail. So we try to correct them at the drop of a hat. So everything that they do, we wanna say, oh no, do it this way, or that's wrong, or, or even if you do it in a kind of a subtly positive way. Um, when we hover in this way, we don't allow them to self-correct because this has been shown to be the best way to retain information. If we allow them to figure out their own mistakes, then they connect with that learning process and then subsequently they acquire skills from the experience. So my advice to you is let them struggle with the task. Don't swoop in and rescue. Allow them to learn that they can do hard things and come out on top. So try to sit on your hands and zip your lips. Don't judge them or correct them for any mistake or what you perceive as a mistake. Just simply respond in a matter of fact way when it seems appropriate. So you could say something like, you're getting closer to figuring out how to tie your shoes, or you kept trying to build the Legos even when it got hard. Let them know that you're there for support, but really try to refrain from answering for them or fixing their problems. 
So also on this list I created, allow for extra time. This is also a toughie for a lot of parents. We don't have a lot of time or we perceive that we don't. We're rushed, we're stressed, overwhelmed, we're overworked. Many are tired and anxious, you name it. Most parents are feeling some or all of these emotions. So the first order of business to help you in this um, process is to take time for yourself. Carve out some time for self-care, whether it be yoga, exercise, regular massage, whatever you need to take care of yourself. Then as you feel centered and less anxious, you will undoubtedly have more patience and you will need it as you watch them try to complete a task that you've done many times, but takes them possibly three times as long or longer because they are in the process of learning. So again, sit on your hands and zip your lips. Just step back, watch and wait. Now, of course, you're gonna make sure they're, they're safe and not, not in danger, but be sure to schedule extra time so that your kids can do things for themselves and then remind yourself over and over this is how they will get to the mastery phase of anything that they're trying to learn another important one on the list is instead of praise give constructive observations and feedback i know i've talked about praise before and it may be um, something that is over and over repeatedly but i do feel strongly about it so if you say good job, you know, once in a while, okay, that's fine. But it does nothing for the child in terms of understanding what they've just accomplished. So make sure that your observations are objective or as objective as possible. You could say, you were able to unload the dishwasher in record time. Now we have time for swimming before bed. Or you could say, thank you for helping your sister wash her hair. That was a big help to me. She's learning from you and I, I was able to get my chores done. So after your child struggles with something, there might be an opportunity for reflection and analysis of that problem. Without judgment, you could engage with your child about things like how could he have done it differently or how she felt when she was struggling or what did they take away from that experience? And again, in a more objective, less subjective way to uh, interact with them. Next up on the list, encourage problem solving. And this is always something that I, I repeat over and over again. I encourage people, parents, caregivers, whoever's working with children, to answer questions with a question. Now, of course, you wouldn't do this all the time, but there are definitely times when it's actually very appropriate. You want to elicit some critical thinking in your child. If you always give them the answer, they won't have a way to use their thought process and they won't be prompted to really think about it in a critical way. So if, if your young child asks you a question, consider answering with a choice between two questions. So maybe it's something like, if your child says, when do birds lay their eggs? Your answer could be the choice between, well, do you think it's in the spring or in the fall? And then just go take your conversation from there. Older children who maybe have asked a question can deliberate on their own by pondering your answer, such as when you might say, what do you think? Or how could you find out? 
for at least some of their questions throughout the day and throughout their time with you, really challenge their mind, encourage them to figure out the answer on their own. Another really important one is always about modeling. Model coping skills and calm responses. When, when they see you, it will definitely help them. So the absolute best way to, to help any child of any age is to be a good role model. Kids will do as you do. And the old adage, do as I say, not as I do, that some of us have heard, is completely out the window. It's outdated, especially as we understand child development more, more thoroughly. Very young children experience mirror neurons in their brain, and they will absolutely mimic everything you do. As they get older, they want to imitate you as well. They want to dress and talk like you. They'll have sim similar mannerisms. Their thoughts will be influenced by your attitude and your behavior. Now, teenagers will do a 180, and they want to be the opposite from you, as, as opposite, mainly as opposite as possible. But what we may not know is that they also rely on your steady and consistent modeling behavior to stay the course so they can feel secure in the midst of their turmoil. So just pay attention to your words. Pay attention to your actions. Notice your attitudes and your behaviors because kids are watching. They're watching and listening to you every day. So I try to tune into kind of my state of being, my energy, my attitude, so that I can be as calm and centered as possible when I respond to my students or my family members, friends, kids of friends, whoever I'm, I'm talking with, because we can all help create a better world if we simply pay attention and then try to remain as calm as possible and accept that we're all human. And finally, last but certainly not least on the list, have fun in your family. In the haste to make sure everything goes well, Let's say your kids are near to perfect and you're doing everything in your power to guide their positive development, but you find yourself being way too serious. So remember, have fun. Make it a point to schedule days of fun together, especially when they're young, because when they get older, they may not want to spend as much time with you. So let them see you having fun and letting go of stress for an afternoon, play games with them, laugh together, dance together, tell jokes, tell funny family stories, really make those connections because a little bit of fun goes a long, long way toward erasing the guilt and shame and remorse from your consciousness. So in essence, have compassion for yourself. You are doing the very best you can every single day. That's all of us, can, any, any of us can do. And some days your best will be better than others. That's okay. Some days it won't be as good or you might have a tendency to judge yourself, but just allow yourself some grace. Have the patience with your process. Let go of the perpetual parent guilt because it certainly doesn't serve anyone's best interest and it definitely gets in the way of sharing joy with your children. As always, thanks for listening and until next time.